Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, From the Depths of Darkness to the Light of Success. I am your host, Chris Swick, and on this podcast, we talk about mental health, addictions, eating disorders, and really anything anyone's afraid to talk about, we talk about it on the show. Please don't be afraid to talk about anything in life. Some Your story can help someone else move along in life and just help them grow as an individual or as a whole. I believe everyone's story is valuable at the end of the day. does not matter what walk of life you come from. You're all welcome on my platform. Please check out the YouTube channel with the same name as the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on the notifications. Or head over to Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you can find your shows. You'll find my show there as well. And head over to the Instagram page at Depths of Dark Side for great tips on mental health, addictions, and whatever else is going on in Chris's life. But before we get started, I'd love to introduce you to my next guest. I got Sarah Frenza. You want to take it away and let them know a little bit, bit about you and what you do? Yeah, so my I'm a nutrition and body transformation coach. I'm also a mom to two girls, and I had gained a lot of weight during both of my pregnancies. I gained over 40 pounds with each of my pregnancies, and I really struggled to build a body that I felt good about. And I finally, you know, found a very sustainable way to lose the weight, but also keep it off. And that my whole body transformation experience really made me want to help other women go through the same experience because I realized that a body transformation, not only was it a physical transformation, but it was also a mental transformation for me too. I became stronger, not only physically, but also mentally. And that is when I decided that I wanted to help other women. So I just went out and got my certifications and that's what I currently do right now. So I help women eat and lift their way to the body of their dreams through my one-on-one coaching program. And so let's dial it back a little bit. Like when you gained all this weight during your pregnancy, Mm -hmm. how was that making you feel like mentally and physically? Yeah, I gained all the weight and I was really at the heaviest that I ever had ever been. And as a new mom, I think a lot of new moms struggle with this. We struggle to be a mom and we're constantly giving to our families. We're constantly giving to our children. We're taking care of everyone else except for ourselves. And when you go through that and you look in the mirror, you're, you don't feel very good. And I started to engage in a lot of nev- negative self-talk, not talking very nicely to myself, like hating what I saw in the mirror, avoiding mirrors, hated going clo- shopping for clothes. My self-confidence was completely gone. I really didn't feel like I was Sarah anymore. And yes, it's a physical thing that we go through, but I think a lot of moms struggle with this because it's very common that uh, women gain a lot of weight throughout their pregnancies and then they lose themselves afterwards. They lose themselves because they are struggling. Like I was struggling to balance being a mom, being a wife, having a full-time career. And I just put myself on the back burner because I was just too busy taking care of everyone else. And so not only was I not feeling well mentally, struggling with that, with the low self-confidence, low self-esteem, didn't want to go out anywhere, constantly thinking about how I wanted to lose weight. But my body also started giving me signals as well too. I started not 
getting a lot of back pain. I started getting a lot of lower back pain and I started getting foot pain. So I got plantar fasciitis. And that ultimately really gave me the signal that my body was not good. Okay. My body was just saying, Hey, Sarah, we are not good right now. So start taking care of myself, yourself. And the moment for me where I realized that things needed to change is we were building a house and living with my parents during that time. And I remember that my my back pain and my foot pain was so bad. My daughters were both four and two years old at that time. And I remember them calling out for me and I could not go to help them. And I had to rely on my parents who were in their 70s to really help me. And I remember that day so clearly because I was trying to get out of bed. My foot was really hurting me. I could not walk on it. And the fact that I had to ask my parents for help really made me feel like I was not showing up the best for my family and my children. And it was at that moment that I decided, like, something needs to change. I need to take care of myself. I'm not feeling good. I'm not showing up for the best for my kids. And I'm physically not feeling good either. My body is telling me, you need to take care of yourself. So I really... At that moment, that was my deciding time at that moment that I needed to take some action and make some changes. Well, it sounds like you've, it doesn't happen overnight either. I've seen the transformation with my fiance too. She was just not feeling herself at certain times and went right at it. And she's determined and lost 50, 50 plus pounds now over the last year. And yeah. eat, just changing your diet, the way you live your day-to-day -day life, getting those good sleep habits are important yep. as well. We try to instill that at home every night. Like we got rid of our cable and don't oh, have good. TV in the room anymore. Good. Those types of things, read a book at night. That's what we do now. We'll lay beside each other, read a little bit of our books and stuff like that, or yeah. chat and be present with one another. And just instead of getting lost in the TV, have the TV out in the living room. We bought an Amazon fire stick and that that's just fine. But you have Netflix and you have a couple other things on there. I can find whatever I need on there. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? I think that's really important that you bring that up about the sleep. And a lot of people, a lot of my clients that that I work with, it's actually one of the first things that I implement with them is I prescribe sleep to them because it's just so important to get a good night. I think with when it comes to the four major pillars of optimal health, it's sleep, managing stress level exercising and nutrition. And when we can manage all four of those things, we can run at a very optimal level when it comes to our health and fitness. What are some good pointers to help people, men, women, to manage their stress levels from your point of view? Yeah. So the in order to manage stress levels, what I always recommend is that you need to schedule it in to your week, just like you do any other activity. So just like I schedule my training and my exercise every single morning, I schedule an activity that will calm my sympathetic nervous system. Because what happens when our stress levels are really high, and let's just say your goal is fat loss, all of that becomes deprioritized. So in order to manage your stress, you got to schedule it in. And even if it's an hour a week, maybe it's not one hour at one time, even if you could start off with 20 minute time slots throughout the week, three times a week, it's better than not managing it at all. And finding things that 
for you are stress relieving. It might be going for a coffee with a friend, might be able, might be a really great way for you to reduce stress. It might be meditation. It might be doing yoga. It might be reading. It might be whatever it is that works good for you and that helps you calm your sympathetic nervous system down. It's really important for you to schedule that into your week, just like you would any other appointment, just like you would do with any other medical appointment. It's just as important. No, I really find taking that time for yourself, like you were saying, or just checking in with one another, those types, anything that helps relieve your stress, it takes your mind off the worries of day-to-day life sometimes, just for that hour or that 20 minutes. And you can, I like that you say, start small and you can work your way up and always stack your way up to an hour. It's just like yeah. doing anything in life too, like work or whatever it is. If you can only do it 20 minutes, take a five minute break and you can always work up to working on that project for an hour at a time or a couple hours at a time, but you start small and move yourself up. Don't always start at the top and you're, you're always going to fade or burn out. Yeah, absolutely. I think you could apply that to anything in life, really, whatever it is that you're trying to go over, go for, or whatever new habit that you're trying to create, you go, you got to start small, whether you schedule that in daily for five minutes and work yourself up to 10, 15, 20, eventually what you're doing is creating that habit. And you're creating the confidence within yourself that you're going to do the things that you say that you're going to do. And then it just becomes part of your lifestyle. For sure. I got this podcast is also about mental health and stuff like that. What does mental health mean to you, Sarah? What does mental health mean to me? I think for me personally, it means you need to guard yourself. I, for me, my mental health means that I need to guard myself. So for me, I need to take, number one, take the time to prioritize myself. So when my stress levels get very high or when I got a lot of things going on, I prioritize that time to myself and saying no to the things that don't serve me in my life. That is how I protect myself. And I hear setting boundaries right there. Setting boundaries. That's exactly it. Setting boundaries. And I used to be a very yes person all the time and a very like a people person, like people pleasing person. And that really affected me. And now that I have grown and I think because I've gone through my own body transformation and really become a lot stronger, it's made me a lot more stronger mentally that I have learned to create those boundaries in my life to protect my mental health. And that has really helped me. And if that means that I'm not listening to the news, or if that means that I need to say no to certain things that are not going to serve me at the end of the day, creating those boundaries is really what's going to help protect me at the end of the day. And it's worked really well for me. I love that you bring up saying no and setting those boundaries. As so many people fall into that trap of just saying yes, including myself. It sounds like mm-hmm. you did the same. I was always wanting to make sure everyone was happy and those types of things and not worrying about if Chris was even happy at the end of the day. Yeah. And it sounds like Sarah did the same thing. You did the same thing, just worrying about everyone else and not worrying about yourself and then just run yourself right, right into the ground. And, and, yeah. and it's okay to say no today. It, for me personally, my own experiences, it feels good to say no because if you can't commit to that or can't give it your all, or you don't have the time to do it. It's okay to say no to whatever it is someone's asked you to do. There's always another day. If you're not feeling up to it, say no. You don't have to do it and have resentment down the road then for saying yes to that thing that you really didn't want to do. 
Yeah, I think that it's really important. And because of where I was before, where I was constantly constantly saying yes and serving everyone else, I realized how it affected me, not only mentally, but also physically. It was not taking care of myself. I had low self-esteem. I did not show up for everyone else around me the way that I wanted to. And by creating those boundaries and going through my own body transformation, I realized, hey, I need to prioritize myself always at the top of at the top of the list. And you know what? It's okay to do that. I'm not being selfish by doing that because I'm showing up for everyone else around me a lot better. I show up better for my children. I show up better for my husband. I show up better for the clients that I serve. I show up better even in the job that I was doing. I show up better as a daughter because I am prioritizing myself at the top. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think we people think that you might be selfish for taking that action. But at the end of the day, it's the most selfless thing that you could do because you are serving everyone else around you so much better. You have much better mental clarity if you take care of yourself first because you're able to, like you just said, serve others better when you're taking care of your own mind, body, and soul as well. You got to decide whether you want to be serving others from a cup, full, from a full cup or a half, from a empty cup. And for me, I realize that when you take care of yourself, you are, I'm always pouring from a full cup all the time at the end of the day. And I have routines in place. I have structures in place in my day so that I'm taking care of myself, not only physically, but also mentally and having a lot of self-development tools that I like to schedule into my day so that I can show up for everyone else around me so much better. And what are some of those self-development tools that you've brought into your toolbox, tool belt? So the one thing that I do, I have a really great morning and evening routine. And I feel these tools have really helped me grow a lot. So the first thing that I do every morning is I start my day with gratitude. So I have a journal. It's the five minute journal. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. If you haven't, I've heard of the five minute journal. It's a great thing. I've never, I don't have it. I actually, I have a daily gratitude journal though, that I picked up for dirt cheap at Dollarama for three fifty or four bucks. Yeah, I actually just picked up another one from Amazon that seemed like it's very similar to the five minute journal, but I've been using the five minute journal now for over a year, about a year and a half. So I start my day with that. So I write three things that I'm grateful for, three things that I believe would make my day great. And then I write some positive affirmations. Okay, so I do that. Then once I do finish that, I write out my goals. And I write out my big goals. If I have 10 big goals that I'm trying to achieve, I write that out daily. And the thing is that I heard that when you write things out, you are 40% more likely to follow through with it. And since I started that practice of having to write out my, my goals, everything that I've written has come true. And everything that I continue to write, and I think it's because we're feeding that to our mind daily, that your mind just tries to figure out ways on how to achieve that goal. And then all my actions that I'm doing are really pushing me towards those goals. So I do that every single morning to help push myself towards the goals that I'm trying to achieve. And that's really helped me before the end of the day. And then at the end of the day, before I go to bed, I write the three things that were really great that happened today. And then two things that I could have improved on. I like that too. You're doing both 
in the morning and before bed sort of thing that's a good practice to a good habit to put into your tool belt as well it just and it even teaches you to write as well and you might you might start writing more journaling maybe even start a blog it just creates those habits like you said for five minutes it doesn't take much it's not that much time that you're taking out of your day to do that it's five minutes yeah and the other thing that i do at nighttime too is this practice it's called the daily agreements practice so i write out four agreements that I commit to for the next day. So those four agreements that I commit to for the next day, one is around nutrition, one is around movement, another one is around my behavior, and then another one is around self-development. So every night the night before, I write out those four agreements and I actually have an accountability group, the five women that I'm part of this group, and we text each other all of our agreements for the day. And then the next day, we also text whether we won the day or whether we had to learn from the day. And if we had to learn, learn, we're still trying to go after those other three agreements, but we're learning. We're learning from that and not following through with that. But what this practice does is really builds confidence in following through on the things that you say that you're going to do. And this practice also creates new habits. And I have used this practice to create new habits for myself. For myself right now, the thing that I'm trying to push myself to do is not only get my, my, my workout done in the morning, but I also I need to walk for at least 40 minutes every day. So if I write that down, that I'm going to walk for 40 minutes every day, I'm more likely to follow through with it because it's a commitment that I made to myself. So this practice, that daily agreement practice, who the creator of this practice, her name is Amy Ladine. I did her boot camp and I encourage my friends to go and do her boot camp as well. This, she is the creator of this practice and it's been really great for me to grow and create new habits in my life. And I've seen that with the other women that are part of my accountability group too. That's amazing. And I love that you have something to do with self-growth in there as well. So whether Mm -hmm. it's learning a new hobby or trying to learn something new, uh, video editing, anything like that, like just there's so many great things that you can use. Like we were talking about before we started recording about like YouTube, so many amazing tutorials for everything on there. You, You don't always need to get lost in rabbit holes. I get lost in rabbit holes on tutorials sometimes. And, but it's great. Like just you can find so many different things. Yeah, you're learning. You're totally learning. And it, and then even for me, like implementing things like meditation, right? Like things that I wasn't doing before. So I was implementing meditation or something that I wanted to learn more about or reading. All of these things, I think it's important to push the envelope with yourself on these four areas of life. And that's what I really like is that there there is that self-development component or even the behavior component. Maybe for myself, I have two young kids is just taught my tone towards my children or being a little bit more patient with them, like changing that type of behavior. And again, when you write these things out, you are more likely to follow through on them. And then it builds that self-confidence so that you can create these habits every single day to make those changes in your life. For sure. I love the the four agreements and anyone listening, I suggest you guys go try it. I think that's something I'm going to start implementing into my life. So thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Yeah, no problem. It's been a really great practice for myself and for me that I've seen with my my friends as well, too. Amazing. That's amazing. So what upcoming life event are you most excited about? Ooh, 
upcoming life event. For myself, I just started my business the beginning of this year. I've got a lot of like conferences coming up. I've got a lot of things that I'm working on in terms of getting public. I became a published fitness model. So I've been starting to do a lot of writing for magazine articles as well too. I'm not sure if there's just one event that's happening, but for me, it's just starting and growing, like growing my business that I'm doing right now. And that's been a very exciting thing for myself because I left my job, my corporate career in marketing. I just left my job in April. So I started doing this full time because I was doing it on the side. And then I decided to go all in. And so this has been really a major life event for me is taking on this new business. And I'm just really excited about what's going on in my life right now is that I'm helping women I'm living my dream, my passion to make changes in women's lives because not only did I see a big change in my own life, I see the change in my clients' lives as well too. And it's just so rewarding seeing them go through their own, not only body transformation, but it's always a mental transformation as well too. The mindset shift that happens is just so phenomenal, like feeling better about themselves, showing up better for their whole family, increasing their self-confidence. That's really what I'm excited about right now. That's amazing. And kudos to you and congratulations to take that leap. And it's never, there's never a bad time to take that leap. If there's something that you want to do out there, folks, just go out and do it. Put your yeah. mind to it. Forget about all the, the naysayers in the back, beating down the doors and stuff like that saying you're not going to do it. Just go do it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like I'm 43 years old. So I had a very established career in marketing. The place that I was at, I was there for eight years. Prior to that, I had a lot of sales experience. My husband was very supportive of me doing this, but there's always people that are like, whoa, you're going to leave like a very secure job to do your own thing. But what I realized is that all of the skills that I had acquired during my own body transformation, like determination, grit, confidence, self in, increased self esteem, and endurance, all of those things that I've that I developed during my own body transformation, I just applied it to starting my own business. Because I feel that those skills of showing up for yourself and taking care of your foundation and having a really strong mindset allowed me to go after the dream that I wanted to go after. And it wasn't easy. I had to go do, I had a full-time job. I had to get my certifications, spend all my extra time evenings and weekends while still being a mom and a wife and taking care of my family, but also doing getting my certifications to really go after my dream. But at the end of the day, it's what was pulling at my heart. It was what I kept thinking about is like, how I how can I help other women? And at the end of the day, that was more rewarding to me than my marketing job. So that's why I decided to go full throttle. So I did I did this on the side, the coaching on the side for a little bit. And then luckily, in January, I went to my employer and I asked them if I could go part time because it was something that I wanted to pursue. And the business just took off so that by the end of April, I was I left there and I started doing this full time the beginning of May. 
That's amazing. It's, it doesn't happen overnight either. And I don't expect like things that I do either to happen overnight. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's, you got to take that one step at a time, that one day at a time that works for everything in life, whether you're in addictions or recovery from eating disorder, anything, just take it one day at a time, people, and Mm -hmm. things will fall into place. Don't, don't shoot for the stars right away and expect it to happen overnight and then hand it to you on a gold platter. It's not the way it works. No, I think though, too, if you have, for your listeners, if you have a dream, Spend the time dreaming about it. Spend the time envisioning how your li- how you want your life to look like and write your goals out. And those things are so powerful because again, when you, there's just something about putting like pen to paper and writing out your goals and spending the time to really have a dream and envisioning how your life wants to be like, you will take those actions and those steps to get you there. If it's something you really want, it just for me, it was like, okay, I, I want to be a coach. What's the step that I need to take? I need to get my certification. So I went, I got my certification and I scheduled time, you know, throughout my week so that it was like, literally it was a very slow process, but it was maybe two hours a week that I dedicated to that because that's all I had. And then eventually it took me a while, but eventually I got my certifications, but spend the time dreaming about what you want and how you want your life to look like. And eventually you will take those actions to get you there. I love it. Yeah. Spend those important minutes of the day just dreaming about what you want. Dream about your dreams. Go after them. Don't sit back and wait because before you know it, life's too short just to sit back and worry about what everything about everything and go after those things. Don't worry. You don't want to be down the road of the, what if I did this? What if I did that? Just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually one thing that really helped me is if you have people that you look up to or people that you admire or people that you would like you you admire, or maybe you want to do what they want, they're doing, create that character in your mind, write it out because you will eventually become that character. And that's what I did. It's like when I was envisioning myself, like coaching women and being a leader to them and helping. I looked at other people in the industry, my own mentors, what they were doing. And I was envisioning myself becoming that character as well. And I think that really helps because you start thinking about how does that, how is it that I want to act? How is it that I want to be? How does that person make those daily habits? What does their day look like? Envisioning all of those small little details of how your life wants to be or how your life wants to look, how it wants to look like. I think that's important when you're trying to dream about a future for yourself. I love that. Just, it's very important. And I've read that in books even a couple of books that I've read or partially read. I got so many books on the go. I'm bad for that. That's oh, my yeah. ADHD. Oh, that's but awesome. Get, get a few. I got too many books on the go. One book I was reading, it, it did say, go study your mentor or someone you look up to for a month straight every day. Spend a half hour every day watching mm-hmm. videos, reading articles, whatever it is, mm-hmm. studying their content and what yeah. they do. And, and if that's what you really want to do, that's how you become a better person by studying the person that's doing it well already. Yeah, yeah. And that's really important studying. And for myself personally, I invested in coaching as well, too. Not only did like I had a coach to help me go through my own body transformation, but I also did invest in business coaching with people that are doing that are very successful doing what I'm doing. So I'm learning from them as well, too. And 
One thing that I will say that I've learned out of my whole entire journey is that environment is everything, okay? And surrounding yourself with the right type of people can really bring your life up or bring your life down. And I've seen that both ways in my life, being around people that have brought me down and then being around the people that are doing the things that you want to be doing, it just becomes so natural that you're going to progress that way. So again, like I talked about earlier, is setting those boundaries. You have to set those boundaries when it comes to your environment as well, too. And so be, and that means choosing the people that you want to be around. And I think that's so powerful is trying to find that group of people that are doing the things that you're doing. And there's so many masterminds out there. There's so many coaching experiences out there that you could do and investing in yourself for myself, period, for myself personally, I have seen so much growth because I made that investment. I love that you say that. It's like the old saying is you are who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. That being said, I like that you say that too, like about you, if you surround yourself with negative people, it's just going to be negativity all the time. But recently me and my fiance, we looked at one another and we're like, it's time to get rid of the toxicity. There's always tox toxicity in everyone's lives. But yes. if we can, we, we get to choose if we want to bring that into our life or that energy Absolutely. in, you know, and start putting up those walls, not like walls that we're going to barricade everyone out, but we're going to pick and choose. We tell people or who we hang out with yeah. to bring that more positive energy around us as well. Like we, we made that commitment and that's what we're doing going forward for one mm -hmm. another, for our future as well. Yeah. I think that's so important. I think if there's a lot of negativity in your life, I always go by this saying, and I've had this saying in my life and something that I really stick to things don't happen to you. They happen because of you. And every time I look at things that have happened in my life that were significant, even the negative things that happen in my life, I know there's some things that you don't have control over. But I think a lot of things in our lives we have control over and the negative things that have happened in my life, I could have probably avoided that because of the decisions that I made around that. So at the end of the day, if you want a better life, it's about you making those decisions to help you get there and surrounding yourself by the right type of people is just one part of the environment that you can control. And I think it really can affect you in a huge. I love that you say that. It's so true. Like you have, at the end of the day, you have that ultimate control of your actions, your reactions, your work, anything that you're doing, you are the controller, you are in the driver's seat. So at the end of the day, you have that option to walk away or continue through into that negative realm that you're in or continue through into that positivity that you want to be surrounded with and stuff like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even with myself, like when I was overweight, when I was not feeling good about myself and I wanted to make a change, I had a choice at that time. Do I continue on? with the habits that I currently have right now? Or do I try to go and get help? And that's when I decided that like at first I, I did Weight Watchers. So I started to lose weight that way. But then ultimately, I hired a body transformation coach because I wanted to be around someone that knew that what they were doing, I wanted that education. And I wanted to take those steps towards making a better life for myself and taking care of myself. Well, that's very good that you say that too. Like you surrounded yourself with someone that you wanted to be like, or with mm. that education that you wanted as well. So you could see that growth in yourself. So what is your end goal for your entrepreneurial journey? 
So right now I am coaching one-on-one with women. So my goal right now is obviously growing this business, but eventually next year, I'd like to have assistant coaches and really create a big brand for myself so that we could serve more women. Ultimately, my goal, the whole reason why I'm doing this is to help women. And myself personally, I can only coach so many women at one time. So in order for me to make a bigger impact, that would mean that I need to grow my business and hire assistant coaches that can use the same methods that I use to help women go through their own successful body transformation. So my goal is to grow my business by having assistant coaches and to serve more women and help more women. That's ultimately what I want to do is to be able to help more women along my journey. That's amazing. It's like anything. You can't do everything yourself. You can only Mm -hmm. do so much yourself. It's just editing a podcast or whatever. You can only edit so many at a time by yourself. That's why you hire out. You create the business and and subcontract it out to others and stuff like that. And that's the way... That's how you create that the dream life that you would like. Yeah. It's not all about just work grind 24-7. You want to create that dream life for yourself too. And it sounds like you're well on your way there, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's my goal because right now I'm a solopreneur, but I would like to be an entrepreneur. And I think when you can scale your business and grow your business and offer it for myself, it might be I'm offering other products or services as well too. That is what I see in terms of trying to serve more women at the end of the day. That is my end goal is to help more women. So how do you set appropriate and achievable goals for yourself? I know we've been talking a lot about goals and stuff like that. How do you set your own? That's interesting that you asked that. At the end of the day, for my goals, I always go back to my vision, which is my main goal is to help as many women as I want to. So I always go back to that. Okay, like Sarah, you started this because you want other women to feel the exact same way that you did. So when I'm creating my goals, I always have to ensure that that is the end goal that I'm achieving at the end of the day, is I'm always going back to why I'm doing this. What's the purpose of this? And how am I going to serve more women? Yes, there are financial goals that I want to reach as well too. But at the end of the day, I always go back to how am I helping more women by setting this goal? I love it. And I love that you say that financial goals as well. Money doesn't bring happiness either at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I, you you got to find that happiness within. You know, materialistic things I've really realized over time, over life. My younger years, it was all about materialistic things. Mm-hmm. Who had the best of this, had the best of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it you, you can't go to the grave with any of this stuff. Do you want to go die unhappy? It's mm-hmm. all about having that happiness and that content in your life. And that's what it's all about to me today. You know, yeah, being present I- in your own life. Absolutely. And I think personally, when we are serving other people and helping other people, there's just so much more fulfillment in your life. And that's why I could have stayed at my job. I was very successful at my my other job, but it was not a meaningful purpose for me. And that's why I decided to change my career and coach women is because at the end of the day, I'm serving other people, I'm helping other people. And that to me is more fulfilling than anything else. And yes, of course, the financial part comes with it too. (laughs) But at the end of the day, my vision is like, how am I helping my clients? How are they feeling? Every week, they're getting better and better. They're showing up for their children, their husband, their family a lot better because of what I'm doing to help them. And it's so rewarding when I get on the calls, because I do calls with all my clients. And they're like, 
Thank you so much. You have completely changed my life. I can play with my son now. I can get up off the floor without support. I can do all of these activities with my family that I was not able to do before. And to me, that is so rewarding to hear that. Yeah, my purpose, there's more to a purpose in life than it was for me as well. I've been doing drugs and alcohol for many years. That was my sole purpose, I swear, for a long time. But there was way more purpose outside of that. And once I realized that, threw that stuff by the wayside and realized there's a hell of a lot more out there in life than doing this every day. It's creating that this content, having a purpose, helping others, sharing their stories, listening to other stories. I just love listening to other stories and how they've transformed. And it doesn't matter what part of life you're at or what you've gone through in life. I've taken away a lot, like for instance, today from your story, but we may have not had the same path in life, the mm-hmm. road we've gone, those types of things, but I've taken a lot away. I can take little tidbits from everyone's story and yeah. add that into my life or put that into my life and put that more into perspective and be like, hey, I really, that hit home what she said or what he said today. Yeah, and it's yeah. to hear those things. And I like stopping on the street sometimes downtown in the city. I live here in Guelph and just uh-huh. chatting with even the homeless and stuff. And oh, yeah. it's hear their stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I here. love that. Yeah. We all are human. And that human connection is so important and storytelling and telling. That's how we resonate with other people to say, hey, you're a human and I'm a human too. I'm sure we've all struggles and we all go through struggles and it's sharing that story on how we've overcome those struggles can always help someone else. And I love that, that you're doing that with this show is sharing other people's stories so that you're helping people too at the end of the day. And that's so rewarding. It is. It's very rewarding and very fulfilling at the end of the day. It fills that cup up like you were talking about earlier as well, which is, it's just rewarding at the end of the day to hear someone's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can all help each other at the end of the day. I've gone through something and that's why I do what I do is because I went through it. I know how if, how I felt back then and I know how I feel now and I want every woman. I don't help men, but I could, but I focus mostly on women, but I want every woman to feel how I feel today, which is I feel like I could conquer the world. I feel that I could do anything and that's how I want all women to feel. Now, why is it that you only help women, if you don't mind me asking? I think because I feel like I can have a better connection with women and also the type of training that I went through, like the body transformation training that I went through, like when it comes to putting together training programs is specifically for women. So I've been trained to help women go through body transformations. But also I think because of my own experience, I'm very relatable more to women. Like I, the story is I got pregnant, gained a lot of weight, went, lost over 50 pounds myself, got into the best shape of my life in my forties. I think that is more relatable. And I think I can help women. I could serve women better because of my own experiences that I went through, because I know how they feel. I know that they get out of the shower and don't want to look at themselves in the mirror. I know that they hate going shopping for clothes. I know how it feels because I was there. So at the end of the day, I feel like I can serve women much better than I could men because of my own personal experience. No, fair enough. That makes total sense. If that's what you're comfortable with and where Mm you feel comfortable, that makes total sense. And it's you don't have to serve everyone like you're saying, but that's where yeah. you feel most comfortable 
because you've been through there. You've been walked those shoes in those shoes before through your life as well. So that it makes total sense for that, for sure. Thank you for elaborating. Yeah. And I think, no, that that's applicable to my own business, but also I think anybody else that has a business as well too, I think you could choose who you want to serve, right? At the end of the day, like who your ideal client is, I think you could choose that because at the end of the day, if you could say, this is the type of people that I think I could serve the best, I think there's nothing wrong with that as opposed to throwing a dart out there and as where if you could be a little bit more specific in terms of what your target is, I think at the end of the day, you can do a much better job at serving those people if you can really narrow it down in terms of who you want to work with. 100%. I totally agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Before we go, I got one last question. Yes. What is a skill you think everyone should have and why? Ooh, what's a skill that I think everyone listening? I think everyone should have the skill. Just listening or active listening? Active listening. Sorry, active listening. Because you're. I think a lot of times what we talked about earlier is listening to other people's stories, but actively listening to their story, I think is an important skill. Because when we can sit back and listen and absorb what that person is saying, I think that's a really big skill. And I think a lot of people we're not actively listening. I think life is so busy that we're not spending the time to actually stop and think about what that person is saying. When I'm guilty as charged, I get called out on it. Not all the time, but sometimes like my fiance will be talking to me and I'll be on my phone and I'll be like, huh, what did you say? And that's where active listening comes in. If you're just, you can be listening as lots of people, I'm listening to you, but I can do this, you know. No, you should actually put down that phone and engage and interact with the person or listen to what they're saying. Do you know what they're saying? Not have to ask them to repeat themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I'm always working on myself too, but I think it's an important skill. I think with technology being surrounded by us all the time and social media, we can be glued to our phones and be distracted. And I think it's just a skill that we need to work harder on these days. For sure. Thank you again for coming on the show today, Sarah. Truly appreciate it. Before we go, where can any women out there looking to go through a body transformation or just get some advice, nutrition tips, anything like that, where can they find you? Yeah, two places. I am very active on Instagram. I like to share a lot about my journey on there. So you can find me there. My handle is Sarah. So S-A-R-A underscore Frenza, F-R-E-N-Z-A. Or you could come visit my website if you want to know more about my programming, which is sarahfrenzafitness.com. Thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day to come on the show. I truly got a lot out of that episode. Just Thanks. taking care of yourself, building that confidence, writing out mm-hmm. those goals, the agreements. I'm definitely going to look into that. Thank you again for sharing all those tips and tricks today. Oh, no problem. And thank you so much for having me on your show, Chris. I really appreciate it and hope your audience finds this valuable. Thank you. It was a pleasure again having you on the show. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thank you.